Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. I'm going to get onto onions later. Uh, yeah. F- food or podcast? You'll, or? Get the, you'll, get the, you'll get the context. Got you. <laughs> I'm like, what do we do? So I was masturbating last night, right? Into an onion. Into an onion. <laughs> yeah, if, you, yeah, 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 if you hollow the middle out and then just... Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's enough. Make your eyes water. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Oh, Oof. oh, I'll tell yeah. you. My eyes were water. I was salty at both ends. Jesus. <laughs> hey, everybody, you've tuned to Jingles. That's what we told me. music trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and he is automatic. He's systematic. He's hard dramatic. It's Cleon Beauty. Me no bubblicious. Me smoke heavy tar. Me being grooving slowly where you are. Notify your next kin, cause you're never coming back. It's the Shingles Lose Podcast. How are you, bud? I, I, was, I, thought, I was hoping you were going to carry on with you that. think I was going to go full kids then, yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah, I was... Um... No. I was going to be Kylie. It was happening. Oh, was like. that where you were going with it? <laughs> so come on. We were just going to bump into it. He yeah. must have done it. I don't know. How bad he did. I reckon um, um, not not in like a... I mean, they were the Kokios, weren't they? Yeah, I don't... Really. Yeah. Kids yeah. was on. What was Kids on? It kids was on. When you I've been expect. No, I've been expecting you. Are you sure? I am pretty sure of that one. Ooh pretty sure of that one did we do this last week when we no. were like we didn't get the album right <laughs> no we were talking about the build-up to the robbie williams documentary no it's uh, it's on sing when you win it's is it on sing when you win yeah is it for release 2000 sing when you win no <laughs> no I, I stand corrected yeah i stand corrected on my robbie williams I, i've just lost a plot do, i have do you know what i think because Sing when you're winning. I don't like the artwork to sing when you're winning. I don't like the whole World Cup 66. Yeah. Robbie, multiple Robbies. I've never liked the artwork. And because I don't like the artwork, I've always associated it with a shit album because the art, I don't like the artwork. But that the might album, be it, you know. The album's fucking brilliant. Do you know what I. <laughs> it's ace. Do you know the album itself? It's got one song that I hate. Oh, okay. Um, you can't manufacture a miracle. Really? Silence is beautiful. This, and that's the song I'm always singing. Because when you're lost... That one. <laughs> why are we talking about Robbie Williams today? Why not? Why, well, doesn't number matter, one, why We don't not? need a reason. <laughs> we don't need a reason, but the Robbie he's, Williams documentary... The Robbie Italia. Williams documentary dropped on Wednesday. I was so hoping you would bring this up. Because... Good. I'm yet to watch it. Oh, are you? So I don't mind talking about it, though. Um, and um, I was hoping that you've watched it. I have. So you can talk about it. I have watched the first episode, so that tells you how far I've jumped into it. As you know, I'm a <laughs> Robbie Williams mega fan. <laughs> so I'll be honest with you. It is a le- it, there's, fun, there's really funny bits on it where he slams his laptop at the knobhead he was being in the past. He says, yeah. so, he's, I won't go into it because you haven't watched it. But he said, <laughs> he said some. That was it. Uh, he broke up from take that, and as he came out of the house, he said, "Oh, there's not a big turnout here. I was expecting a bigger turnout than Barrymore." 
And Robbie just shut the laptop lid and walked off. <laughs> as he was watching, he just <laughs> go, twat, you know, about yourself. It's a bit of a pity party. Really? It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a pity party. We we all know you were the youngest one and take that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all know you were the youngest one and take that. So that's no problem. You don't need to reiterate that. <laughs> we all know that you were younger when you found fame. We all know that you got famous as a millionaire. Then you went out and you started to take loads of drugs and drink and you had a really good time. We all know about that. We don't need to see it consistently. He's like a sad Rod Stewart now in his life. I think, though, on 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 the we don't need to see it consistently, I think because we're fans of Robbie and he's from our city, we're subjected to it more. And I think your average fan around the country, across the world, might not be subject to that knowledge as much as we are. The average fan isn't subject to Robbie Williams and take that. I just mean like the amount that it's mentioned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because let's face it, he went through a period of writing not the best material and kind of dropping off the radar a little bit. Um, but he was still like, you know, as far as people from Stoke are concerned, he was still quite, um, you know, he was there, he was spoken about, you know what I mean? But we, he was always referenced. Mm. But to somebody that doesn't, come from this area maybe somebody who lives in the states or whatnot they, they might not have heard from him for years so this documentary is going to just reiterate everything that we know as fans and as and as local lads as well um but it's going to be more beneficial to people i think out of the area um so i get what you're it's saying it's not about stoke-on-trent either it's yeah. very very yeah. The, the good thing is and what i did like about it is it's very light touch on stoke-on-trent mm-hmm. i do I do think he throws shade at Wilkesy a little bit mm-hmm. uh, during the documentary. I'd love to know what's gone on between them two. <laughs> I just need to know what's gone on between them two. I'm, I'm just getting to find out. Um, well, he's at Panto again. Just go ask him. Just go ask <laughs> Oi, Oi, Wilkes! Oi, Jono! <laughs> Why ain't they still Rob talking no more? We'll just out him from the boat. Yeah. We'll get in the front row, press pass it and go from there. It, it, don't get me wrong, it is... It's really great to see him, and it shows what fame does to your mental, mm-hmm. to your mental outlook, um, especially if you want to be a star of that size. And don't let's not forget, he was just about to be dropped. Angels dropped, and then yeah, he, he yeah. turned and he completely yeah. turned his fortunes around. I think I think people forget, like when he, when he left, take that. Um, you know, that first single, the George Michael cover... Freedom, he, number two. Yeah, he, I mean, he didn't get to number one. Number two is fantastic. If I got a number two in the charts, I'd be like, way, Curry's on me tonight, boys. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But for Robbie Williams, formally of Take That, number one after number one after number one after number one... You need to be bigger. If you don't get a number one, it's classed as a failure. Yeah. I always remember watching an interview with Simon Cowell when he was talking about Westlife. And um, Westlife were on the run, number one, number one, number one, number one, all the time. And they wanted to release a single. They, they'd recorded their song for the album. And the, it was that Bot Bot Baby, I think it was called. Like, yeah. They, they wanted Sorry. to release that song as a single. And Simon Cowell was like, no, it's not a single. It's an album track. And they were like, but we really like it. And Simon Cowell said, when when you've got an artist that's got to that level, you've got to give them a little bit of respect and say, okay, fine, we'll put it out. 
And he says, that single got to number five in the charts. Number five, top five, mm. you know what I mean? The, one of the five best songs in the country that week right, on sales got to number five. That's a brilliant achievement. And Sam Carr sat there and he said, I never let them pick their own singles ever again after that point. Yeah. And he's like, that was a failure for Westlife. And it's like, fuck. So yeah, Robbie getting to number two and then... The singles... I think it went... I th- now, this is just me going off top of the dome order. It went Freedom. Then it went All Before, All Before I, I Die, die. Yeah. and that was a really good track. It Brilliant. was a bit of ACC. Um, scene, Bean, Clean. Um, it was very in the tune of Liam Gallagher. Yeah. Um, that, and, whole, that whole first album was just Britpop. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then after... And then after we had All Before I Die, I'm pretty sure it was South of the Border. Was Lazy Days a single? And then it was Lazy Days, and then it was Angels. Oh, no, I've got them. I've got them here. So it was... Freedom? It was... Freedom's not an album uh, track, though. Just from Life Through a Lens. Yeah. Uh, All Before I Die, Yeah. Lazy Days, South, South of, the border, of the border, and then Angels. Then Angels. And then Let Me Entertain You. And then you. Let Me Entertain You. Yeah. 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 And then it just went... Did no, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I answered my own question then in my head. Yeah, so like, but you know, them them first three singles, um, like you say, he, he, he would have been dropped. Yeah, and then Angels came out, and well, it was just like fuck. It's well known, and it was said on the documentary that it was already going around the do- the record company. A memo had been written: Robbie's being dropped, and the and they knew he had Angels. He knew he had Angels. He said yeah. in his back pocket. He says, and then he rolled the dice with angels. He says, and that changed the fortunes of everything. Just. So, well, before I die, went in at number two. Yeah. Lazy Days, I think, went in at number four. Just. This is pure memory now. Eight. Eight. Oh. Angels went in at number three, four, two, three, four, five. South of the border was 14. Yeah. And then angels dropped in top five. It wasn't number one. Four. But it stayed it, at number four for the next peaked, two years. It peaked at four, yeah, because did it not... <laughs> stayed in the top five for like four years then. Yeah, did it not like... It was like the it was like the All Saints thing. This is one of the things that I miss about the charts. We'll get onto the charts later as well. But back in the day, right, n- now when it comes to the charts, if anybody still cares about the singles charts, I'm not sure they do. Yeah. But if it, with the charts, if you don't go straight in at number one, then you're not going to get there. It yeah. doesn't happen. Whereas music organically went up the charts. A band had released a single, and it would go in at number 37 in the charts, mm-hmm. and then radio would start playing it a bit more, or you'd be listening to the Top 40 on a Sunday night, and you'd go, oh, that song's really good. I'll have to go buy, I'll that. Go buy that. And then in the week, you'd go uptown, and you'd buy the single, and then you'd come home and listen to it and whatnot, and then it might get, it might get a, a play on Top of the Pops. Yeah. And if you get on top of the pops, then winner, winner, you're gonna get that. I mean, that's how Wham made it big. You know what yeah. I mean? They got that that top of the pops break. So you'd you'd get on top of the pops, and more people would see it, and they go, "Oh, that's a good song," and they they go out and buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the next week, it'd be like climbing up to number twenty one of the charts. It's All Saints, Never Ever, um, up three places. Yeah, up three places. Down four. All, All Saints, Never Ever. I swear, it was like hovering in the top 20 for ages and then all of a sudden it got further and further and further over the weeks and then eventually number one 
Yeah. It was an organic growth to get it to number one. Robbie Williams' Angels, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's, it was a growth. It stayed there. People were like, fuck, yeah, that fucking... Cause let's face it, number 18 in the charts. Everybody had forgot about him. Like, have mm-hmm. you heard that new Robbie song? That's ace. Let's go buy it. People are buying it, and it had grown, grown. Next thing you know, it's number four. Everybody's singing it. I remember where I was the day I first heard Angels. How weird's that? I remember the very place I was when I first heard those I, first bells. I don't. Because it was a Christmas song to start off with. Um, I don't remember it, but I do remember the first time I saw the video on Top of the Pops. No. Check the date of release. I think it was released, was he either the 1st of November or the 1st of December for to coincide with Christmas? Um, do, 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 do. Let me just get this page back up again. Ah, uh, I've lost it. There we go. Um, 1st of December. 1st of December, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember it being dropped because I was a member of the Robbie Williams fan club. Thank you very much. I'll just put that out. I used to get cards across whenever he used to release in a single. And I remember it coming out. And I remember going, wow, that's a bloody good song. But then I remember me nan going, who's that? That's a really good song, that is. And I said, it's Robbie Williams. And I'll tell you something about me nan. Yeah. Hated Robbie Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but she really, really hated that guy. Um, but she, as soon as she she heard Angels, and she was like, "That is a really nice yeah. song. It's That's a brilliant a song. To this song. day, it's timeless. That song, is. yeah, timeless. To this day, still a classic. And it will outlive him. Yeah. Um, and, and like we say, if it wasn't for that song, it, what would have, what would have come of him? And then you look at like you look at Gary, his first single, straight at number one, bang, Forever Love. Yeah, straight at number one, bang. That song is. Um, I hate that song. But he's got personality he's got the charisma of a brick i yeah. like the one madonna <laughs> did for him i can't remember the song it was it was i think it was off the album open road I'm yeah getting it's the first more, album man yeah i'm getting right into it now and i just keep on walking down this and i just thought it was rubbish hmm. and the reason i thought it was rubbish is course and this was just a problem gary barlow had he's not a bad songwriter he's a fantastic songwriter yeah he'd knock everybody out of the park However, I couldn't distinct. I couldn't do a difference between Gary Barlow and Take That. Hmm. Well, he was the main voice and of, songwriter. Well, no, he yeah. was the main voice and songwriter yeah, of yeah. one. And I think that was the problem with his career. Yeah, and he was he was also very boring. He's also not very entertaining. Yeah, um, yeah. And whereas Robbie, yes, he had that edge, didn't he? You know yeah. what I mean? He had that edge about him and. And that's what people liked. And it is a shame for Gary. And like like he said in the documentary in the mid-2000s when they got back together, um, I never once wished I was Robbie Williams. I just wished I had his career. Um, and I was like, oh, it's really sad. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? He's just, he sat, he sat in his mansion in Cheshire. Like, bring, his royalties are just keeping him, keeping them pies going. Because he, he, he ended up being a big lad. Yeah, he Gary did, didn't he? Have I brought this up before about when he was on um, Heartbeat? Heartbeat, you have, yeah, yeah. Robbie oh, proper God. smashed him into the ground as well, Jesus. didn't he? Even um, at every award show, yeah. bash Gary bashing, Gary bashing, Gary bashing. And like he says throughout his documentary, he does say it quite a lot. He does go, I'm so sorry to a friend. Yeah. He was, every time I watch this, he kept saying to the camera, this is a tough watch. Do you, do like, you know what, man? That's you. The whole um, 
like they take that documentary that aired on ITV when they, you know, they were talking about the, 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 the times, the history and everything. And then, you know, that last, that last scene where they all meet up for the first time in forever and they're sat in that, I think they were in a hotel or something mm. like this or, or something. Is that where Robbie of, wasn't there? Yeah. And then yeah. they were waiting, they were chatting, they were waiting. And then after a couple of hours, somebody comes in and says, we've just got word from Robbie that he's not coming. Yeah. And they all just went, and it was just disappointment. Yeah, and, not going to get him. But there was a lot of resentment as well because I remember um, when they went on Jonathan Ross, um, when you know, they got back together, they'd done the Greatest Hits tour, and then it's like, oh, we're going to be, there's going to be a new album, and they, they they were on Jonathan Ross, and Jonathan Ross asked them, he he was like, so you know, I'm I'm going to ask because everybody wants to know, is is the door still open for Robbie? And the look on Jason Orange's face as he says it, he was just like. You can just see the resentment. Like, you know, it's not about... Jason Orange, I think, was a bit of a dick. Well, now, I'm not saying right. So we were talking last night with bands, and you said the Rolling Stones could be reformed, and the the reason they've had the longevity is because they've replaced the members. Now, Jason Orange has left Take That. Yeah. I am available. But... I'll trim down, even. I need trim a bit. I'll trim down. I'll be good. I'll be ever so good. I I think... (laughs) I do appreciate the fact when Beautiful World came out that they gave Jason a song. I, you know, he, he had his he had his song and he had his acoustic and he performed it live, and um, and I appreciate that. But let's face it, when he left, take that he didn't need replacing, did he? No, he didn't do anything. Like, no, he so. can just. I know, but at least that okay. I'm not going to replace Jason Orange because you can't replace him. Let's be honest, he's a mem- he's one of the original members yeah. of Take That. But we can upgrade. The thing is, well, I like, can dance better than him now because he's older. Take the, <laughs> the way with your knees, okay, no. the oh, way yeah. um, the way take that is now, and the way they've managed to rejuvenate the career. You know what I mean? And, and let's face it, that the albums you don't have to say no on behalf of take that to this suggestion. By the way, <laughs> just I'm just so, about just so you know, Cleon. No, I'm just talking about about take that now. Like, but you, if you take their albums that they've released since the reunion. You could argue that it's the best material they've ever put out. You know what I mean? Oh, I love nineties take that as well. Um, I do, but they've put some bangers out. Like every album's been great. Even the new albums have been great. And yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like a beautiful world was a fantastic yeah. album. Circus was ace. Progress was the next one, wasn't it? With Robbie. Circus. Mm. Nah, it was quirky. Mm. It was cool, man. I liked it. I liked that one. Did you? Yeah. Um, this last one they've done with the three of them. Mm. It's not out yet. What's that one where they had the water with three? Oh, that was that was the one before, wasn't it? Is that, no, that, they have done an album as three. They've done two albums as three. Oh, well, what, the yeah, last one was very good. Um, the new album's out in a couple of weeks. Um, we've had the pre-order for it in it uh, at work, so it's out in the next couple of weeks at some point. Um, and apparently, I've not listened to the single yet, but apparently it's really fucking good. But take that as they are now yeah they've now cemented the legacy you know what i mean they've got back together and it's worked out fucking brilliant for them they weren't a parody of themselves they've they've come back if anything better than ever more successful than ever and they've been able to just kind of like put albums out do a tour go about the business couple of solo records "Ah, let's do another album let's get back together do another album they did the big reunion with robbie which is ace It's, Mm. it's brilliant that it happened and they're all friends again but now Take That don't need Robbie to release a successful album. Robbie doesn't need Take That to release a successful album. 
and none of them need Jason Orange to release a successful album. So the guy who is resentful of everybody else is now the guy who's the furthest away and not yeah. involved. It's, like, it's nobody, kind of what you get to. Nobody, nobody knows where he is either. But <laughs> Rob, Rob, you said he's going to go try and find him, but nobody knows where he is. Well, I did. I, I will... Um, I will say this about the Robbie Williams documentary. The one thing I'd love, to, I'd say about Robbie Williams is come play with your friends. Mm. Come and play with your friends. Come the pub yeah, and come play. I, I get you don't drink, but come the fucking pub and drink. Mm. Come and smile for a little bit. Come and do a bit of wrong yeah. for a little bit. He reminds me of a bit like a sad Rod Stewart wandering around <laughs> his mansion. It is, he's like... The document, I, I fucking love Robbie Williams and I adore his work and I'm so pleased that he's got where he's got to in life. Cons- yeah. You know what I mean? But when you're wandering around the mansion and you're going, oh yeah, when my one album was at number one, I felt so bad and so low because I was doing all these drugs. On the video, he looks happy as a pig and shit. <laughs> but on, online, he's lying on his bed. He's like, oh, I'll do that. I wasn't really that happy. I was only like that because I was like, mate, come the pub. Yeah. You know when you stopped drinking? Yeah. And you went all like bland? I did go a bit bland. You went dead bland and boring. Like, everyone was kind of like, is he all right? Like, I'm getting texts from random people now. Is Dave okay? I just offered him a beer and he ran off. (laughs) 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 Because you you were off beer, but if anyone else came near you with a beer, you were like, oh, the temptations. I do like a drink. I know. (laughs) Rob. Just, Rob, if you're listening to this, if you ever do listen to this, or if you ever hear this as some sound, come pub. My um, my mate Chris, he, he posted on Instagram yesterday, and he's uh, um, he does these brilliant pictures where he superimposes himself uh, again yeah. into, into the picture. And he's he's got a picture of, of him holding Life Through a Lens, I've Been Expecting You, and he's got a copy of Sing When You're Winning on vinyl as well, which it's quite rare and hard to get that one. And he's put... Can we all give him a hug? I've just watched the Robbie documentary on Netflix, and through his whole career, he's been publicly saying that he isn't okay, and no one took any notice. (laughs) As an entertainer, there has only ever been one man who has walked this earth who can command a crowd better. doesn't say who that is, though. Mercury. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, Then he's like, just watch the Nebworth gig for proof. True. A pop star with an awesome back catalogue and great albums who wrote his own songs, and yes, I know some were co-written. You can see it in the poor bastard's eyes that he was scared, and once he explains, then you have more empathy for the guy. A lot more people are like this than we think, so if I offer any advice today, is hug your mates and just let them know that you're there. He did, actually. And and, and all the documentary, he's kind of going, I really need help here. I really need help. And everyone's going... Yeah, we know, matey. Anyway, here's Mike. <laughs> Stages that way. Do, do you know one of the things I remember when he um, uh, when he was on X Factor the same year as Ollie Murs, and um, and it, when the it, door failed on you. Well, they both did, they did Angels together, and if you oh no, it wasn't that one. They, they did Angels together because um, like Gary got fucking Robbie and didn't he? You know, now, now the best mates again. Fuck you know, um, and and all, uh, uh, Ollie Murs is is a poor he's man, sing, singing Angels. He does the first verse in the chorus. Um, and then the second verse, Robbie emerges from the back of the stage and he completely misses his cue. He just misses the first line. He doesn't know where he is in the song. And 
and all, all he starts like he's looking at him and he just starts singing the song and he puts his arm on his shoulders if to say it's all right mate you you've, we've got this like and then robbie starts singing and bang once he's singing it, it's brilliant but you can see the fear in his eyes he, he knows was, he's coming he wrong. was yeah. shit no he just in general just walking out there and he said he suffered from stage fright and he just didn't want to get back on stage and he walks out all them tv cameras the crowd and he's like shit it was like he did bodies i think it was bodies for x factor as well you know but mm, yeah yeah because it was around that's when the, the album came out wasn't it? and yeah i saw he had stage fright as well yeah. then and then the doors, one door, you know, like the Robbie yeah. Williams and then all the smoke, it went... I <laughs> just didn't open. <laughs> so like a Norman Wisdom-esque character, you've got Robbie Williams, like, appearing. Like, <laughs> oh, open. And then he kind of comes outside and he's like, eh? but his eyes were yeah. like, people were going, he looks like he's on something. I was like, he's not on something. Yeah. He looks like a he's rabbit. fucking terrified. He's like... Oh my God, the doors didn't open. But what, I tell you what, great documentary. Bob, mate, come for a cuddle. Come, 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 pub, man. Come, come move pub. back in, Birchie's head. Your dad's still up there. Go move in with dad. Go we'll knock him. these kids and wife on the head. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll go do pub and make you happy again. We'll go pub. Well, there's a new drag bar in Burslem. You'll love it. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Priscilla's, it's cool, Bob. It's in Burslem. Come have a look. Yep. I'm sure, I'm sure he knows the vine. He knows the vine. Of course he knows the vine. Your mate Swift. My mate Swift, he does karaoke there on a, on a Saturday. Does, we'll, go, does. we'll go do karaoke, Bob. We'll do karaoke with Bob. He's not allowed to do any of his own songs. Yeah, though. can't do any of his own songs. He can't do any of your songs, nor George Michael. Um, Westlife, we're in just fact, singing. In fact, we're choosing your songs. Yeah, we're just going to sing Westlife and Boys' own songs. <laughs> well, anyway, what's gone on? Well, she's gone on in the world to Sweet Dave, I bet you're asking me. I am asking you, Clown. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you not noted up? Uh, no, I've, they're all up here. Oh, yeah. he's like Jay-Z. He's the Jay-Z oh, of the pod show. Anyway, Dave, have you heard about Pathfinder 1? <laughs> that, that was a really bad Jay-Z impression. Oh, yeah. oh right. I thought you yeah. were going, yes, I've heard of Pathfinder No, it wasn't. One. That was Grandmaster Flash. Okay. okay. Um, have I heard of what, sorry? Pathfinder 1. Pathfinder 1. The LTA. I think, I think that's what comes up on my computer when it, when it breaks. No, Pathfinder <laughs> 1 is the world's largest aircraft. That it was unveiled in Silicon Valley, bringing in a new era of greener flights. Did you know that, Dave? It's 124.5 metres. It's longer than three 737s, and it's soon to have its first test flight. Jesus Christ, that's a big one. Do you know it reaches speeds of up to 75 miles an hour? So wherever it's going, it'll take a while. <laughs> It just looks like the, the. It's like a big balloon. It looks like the bloody Lindenberg airship that blew up. Yes. <laughs> yes. However, they've already said yes. They're fully aware that it looks a bit like uh, the hydrogen bomb that they sent up in the forties. However, it's completely clean energy. It's powered by twelve electric motors and has a total speed of seventy-five miles an hour, like I've just said. Twelve electric motors. I hope, they've, I hope somebody's got a socket when it lands. No one's kind of grasping <laughs> the size, the, the the pace of it, though, are they? Seventy-five, 75 miles, miles an, an hour, hour isn't quick in a headstrong wind. Seventy-five mile an hour is a little bit faster than you're allowed to go on UK roads. On UK roads. Um, not on all the UK roads. Like, when you're going past the school, you However, can't go 70. <laughs> the one question I had with the Pathfinder, with it being mainly balloon, and it doesn't explain this on the website, and I've searched for it, Dave. What it doesn't explain is the simple fact of, what if you've got wind behind you? Because basically, you're a balloon. 
Why is it so big? What does it carry? Where do the people go? Inside. They go in the balloon? Yeah. Mate. I know. That's fucking huge. No chance of me doing that. You got, yeah, Bob Hope. I'm not getting in a balloon. Where does the pilot sit? Uh, On the floor, he's got his remote. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a drone. (laughs) Go on, guys. I'll see you in the Pacific. It's only gay 75 just miles an hour. Like a, it's only gay like that. Sounds like a Formula E car. I just... <laughs> yeah, so that was something that was done this week. The yeah. Pathfinder the 1. Pathfinder 1. World's eh? biggest airplane stroke balloon stroke complete waste of money stroke tech giant's wet dream. Yeah. It's what happens when you get too much money, this is. You start doing daft shit. You start shit. doing daft shit, like build me a robotic dog. Like... <laughs> like, like um, what was Elon's? Right, we're going to space. SpaceX. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what for? I mean, Elon's like... Oh, we need to see if there's aliens. Why? I'm not too sure whether Elon Musk is as clever as people make out. I think he just gets these stupid ideas. <laughs> and then because he's got shit tons of money, somebody else just kind of makes them for him. It's like, <laughs> do you know what we need? Do you know, do you know what Tesla needs? Flamethrowers. Should we make some Tesla flamethrowers? I think he's got an evil genius in the back. He's him. And he goes, you know what? I need uh, battery cars. What do you think, Igor? And Igor goes, oh, good. Yeah. And then he gets all these batteries out and puts a few wheels on them. Some gaffer tape around the batteries. Make sure they don't fall apart. And he's like, oh, we need like some kind of computer system. So he just glues his laptop on the dash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, sire. There you go. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Elon. But anyway. Well, yes. <laughs> anyway, Christmas round the corner. It is. Christmas is round the corner, and you've come to the right place for some of your top not Christmas buying this year. What are the popular toys this year, Dave? I hear you ask. I'm just about to tell you, because I've got them right here, right now. Dildos! Dildos! <laughs> <laughs> Barbie Pop Reveal butt plug. No. Um, Barbie Pop Reveal is number one, $26.99. Beast Lab. What the fuck's a beast lab? A beast lab's a laboratory with basically a dinosaur in the middle okay. and it goes raw when you go near it. Bitsy Interactive Pets. That's what I call my bedroom, by the way. Like, yes. When you step into the beast lab. Step into the beast lab. Yeah. Uh, Bitsy Interactive Pet. They're on a comeback. Okay. Um, you know Tamagotchis? Yeah. Very similar thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, very similar thing. Uh, a cook's, uh, an oven playset, a makery oven playset. High on the list, fingerlings monkeys. Oh, fingerlings! They were they've been a thing for ages. They're coming back. Um, yeah, yeah. When when Littlin was littler, um, she had a couple. Fluffle stuffles large. What the fuck is that? I've no idea. I Fluffle can't stuffles. That is what I get called in the beast lab. That's what. That's what you. <laughs> Come on, then, Fluffle stuffles. <laughs> Come upstairs for a fruffle scuffle. Uh, Legos making a big thing. Harry Potter's castle's expensive this Legos, year. Legos ace man. It's 149. I just, just can't afford it. <laughs> Hot Wheels City Hall. Hot Wheels. Okay. LOL Magic Flyers. The LOL still yeah, out. Yeah, 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 we yeah. all remember that. In the Paw Patrol Skype Deluxe Vehicle. Okay, then. I'm glad my kids have grown up. <laughs> they're your top, they're your top <laughs> lot, they are. Uh, they are. And that's your Christmas bonanzas from us. That's cool, man. That is very cool. The, the, one, thing, um, the one thing I've noticed this week is... Um, retail has been a lot busier and i didn't realize just how fucking close we were to christmas because i'm just like stood there going oh why is he so busy um 
It's like everybody's Christmas shopping. Uh, I'll tell you what was nice this week, actually. Um, so we've spoke about Hanley Town Centre before yeah. and how it used to be buzzing. Right? And I'm not just talking about nightlife, in the day as well. You know, it was just a thing that you would do. You would go uptown and you'd do some shopping and people would be there and it would be full and there was loads of shops and it was ace. And, Food and, malls. And yeah, yeah. And, and as the years have gone on, it's got less and less. And I understand, like, you know, times change. People's habits change. Mm. People shop online now, you know, and, and, and it's happening not just here. It's happening in every city. Um, but up in Hanley this weekend, uh, there was a continental market. Oh, now, really? I've noticed when when the council do things like this, because the, with the with the Hanley Christmas market, it's always a bit, eh. It's like there wasn't really much point in that. It's a couple of wood huts. It's, it, it, it never seems to attract people like... Mm like Manchester or Birmingham or, or wherever. Like, it doesn't seem to attract the, the people into the centre. Um, but knowing there was a continental market there, what comes with continental markets? Food, lots of food. Um, the last couple of days have been on like, my break uh, at work, and I'm like, oh, I'll have a look at this. I'll go have a look at the markets and see, what, uh, see what, what's going on up there. Uh, I spent 35 quid on fudge, Cleon. <laughs> <laughs> fudge? Fudge. I was like, it's one of the first things I said. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a fudge bar. Um, and um, yeah, th- there was definitely was. But the, the guy running it was... You've ate £35 I worth of fudge I this week. I haven't eaten it. I've bought it. I'm working my way through it. <laughs> I'm not eating that much fudge in one go. Jesus. Um how much, how, what was the weight of this fudge? Oh, it was fucking, yeah, it's, it's a big, Was it like big a bar of bar. fudge? Yeah, well, that's what the guy sells. He, I must admit, the guy running the stall, I think he was like Eastern European. He sounded Eastern European, right? <laughs> and uh, he, was, he, was, he was like, he was really pissed off to just to be there. He was very angry. You want fudge? Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, um, oh, can I get like a couple of hundred gram of, um, of the, 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 the Clotty cream fudge. I don't sell gram, I sell by block. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, you're advertising grams there, mate, so you might want to change your sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't sell gram, I sell block. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, can I, I'll get a, a block of the licorice fudge then. And actually, I'll have a block of the peanut butter as well. Um, so I got them and came home on the front. You went £35 and you went, oh. oh. Somebody had genuinely did that in front of me. Like, you get you told him the price and he just went, you could fuck off and then walked off. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's basically why he was in such a bad mood yeah. because everyone had given him that reaction to it's selling a, by block. It's a bloody continental market. What are people expecting? It's always overpriced. <laughs> Everything's overpriced at a continental market. Artisan. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I get this fudge like and uh, came home on Friday night and Missus isn't very well, and she's she's come in for a cuddle because she's feeling all pathetic. And I've got me fudge, and I've got the block of fudge, and I've got a knife. I'm slicing it like you'd slice an apple with <laughs> eating this fudge off the knife, like. Nom, 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 nom. And I was like, "Do you want, do you want some fudge? And I'm, Give me Missy some fudge, like." And she's like, "Oh, it's really nice." I'm like, "Yeah, I know it's well nice." And it's so we nailed this licorice fudge between us. It's gone. I'm like, "I'm gonna have to get some more." <laughs> Um, so on the Saturday, I go back up and uh, go up to up to the stall. He's still annoyed, and um, and I was like, "Hey, mate!" I said, um, "Can I get a couple of blocks of the licorice fudge? Uh, I'll have some marzipan, I'll have some like cream, um, have another block of peanut butter. Ooh, what's that chocolate orange? Oh, chocolate orange fudge. Have some of that as well." And uh, his eyes are lighting up like. And I was trying to have a conversation with him, but he was having none of it. Um, <laughs> And I said, I guess I came yesterday and uh, and I had a couple of blocks. Like I said, it's absolutely beautiful. It's really nice. And he just goes, thank you. 
I make myself. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, that, make it. That's great. <laughs> like, it's, it's really nice. I appreciate. I make all by hand. <laughs> I was expecting you make them with your feet. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> maybe he's just, maybe his English isn't brilliant. But, um... There was loads of stalls there, man. It was yeah. ace. You've got your your bratwurst. There's always bratwurst. There's always a sausage one. Um, yeah, there was Polish food. Yeah. There was there was katsu noodles, Oriental noodles. Um, there was Cheerios. There was crepes. Crepes or craps? How do you pronounce that? Um, crepes. There was crepes, Cheerios. Um, there was fucking everything. There was Turkish um, Turkish lanterns um, and, and Turkish like uh, little bowls for like oh, hummus. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, little colourful bowls that are really good for hummus <laughs> and chutneys, um, all that kind of stuff. There was um, there was like a bit of a, like a Native American kind of stand. Um, <laughs> well, it had like. What, like oh! Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had like you know pan pipes and um, uh, ponchos. I nearly bought a poncho, but they were like forty five quid. You can never be unhappy. Just in a, get an udi. You can never be unhappy in a poncho. Like I don't want an udi. I want a poncho. I want a proper. Well, Native if you had spent that much money on poncho. fudge, you could have got gone. the poncho. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I did visit, I, I, your poncho would still be here when your fudge is gone. I went up on the Saturday, and I'm like, I'm going to get some dinner from the from the Continental Market. Um, <laughs> fudge burritos. Do we have burritos? <laughs> there was burritos there what as well. Was it? Well, Ian, Ooh. who I work with, he had a burrito, and he, and he came downstairs. He's like, Do you know what? I think that's the nicest burrito I've ever eaten. <laughs> and um, but I'm walking around. I don't know what I fancy, and then I just smelt curry. Mm. And there was there was a massive like curry tent, and he had everything, everything you could ever fucking dream of. Just one dude, like with all these different curries and 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 dips and sides and your fucking Bombay potatoes, everything. Yeah, fucking everything. Mm. And uh, and I was like, right, I haven't got much time, so I can't get the massive platter because I just won't eat it. And I said. I was like, mate. I goes, what, what, um, what veggie options have you got? And he's, and he, he tells me what he's got, but I can't really understand what he's saying. Um, and uh, but he had paneer tikka, and I was like, oh, can I get the? I'll get the paneer tikka with, with, uh, with some rice, please. And he's like, yeah. Fucking filled the box. There was enough for like me, you, my lady. There was fucking huge. The portion was massive, um, but all fresh. He basically made it in front of you. He had like the basics done so it wouldn't take three hours. Yeah. But then he gets the walk and he puts it in. He asks you how spicy you want it. I was on my lunch. I'm not I'm not being dangerous when I'm at work. We went with medium. Um, <laughs> no. Hey. No. No. I have to go hot. You're going hot, hot. I have to go hot, hot. So when I put it in the mouth and I swallow it, me, me. Like me inside to go. Oh my yeah, God. I wasn't risking it while I was at work. I do like a spi- I do like spicy food. Love a hot spice. Um, but, drink hot sauce in my bag. But while while I'm at work, I'm like, you know what? We'll just go with medium. I mean, it was all right actually. Um, a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah, but like, loads of fresh veggies in it. The paneer, the tikka, mm. like, and he served it up, mate. It's one of the nicest curries I have ever eaten. It was gorgeous. Um, and I'm gutted he's not going to be there all next week. <laughs> so am I now, because I haven't um, even seen him yet. Yeah, honestly, man, he was, he was gorgeous. But the one of the best things to take from it was Hanley was rammed. Was it? It was so busy. Good. People walking around, enjoying themselves, buying stuff. It was just busy. And it was ace, because I have not seen the town centre like that in mm. years. Mm. And to actually walk around and be in the middle of everyone, and everybody's like, oh, what's this? How much is that? Oh, I want some fudge. And um, it, it was just dead nice. Mm. Really fucking nice to see. Um, but 
I, I just hope that they do Christmas markets again and it's got the same draw as this continental market. The problem is, I think, with the with the Christmas market, they do them too no, early. No Jamaican, by the way. No Jamaican still there. Mm. Uh, or else I really, I would have been all over I the... I would have been all over that Jamaican. Yeah, the jerk. Um, the jerk. Can't have the jerk in anymore, but... Like, no, I'm, you can't, can you? No, no, but I'm sure they could mix it with something else. How do you get on with... I'm not getting... Let's not get into that. No, that, go on. You can ask. Beer. How do you mean? Because some part of beer must have animals. Why? I'm just thinking how fermentation's made. It's just fucking... Achieved. Yeast. It's not... They don't put dead rats in it, man. What the... <laughs> just try and find something where you're like this. Water! Water's got chicken in it! Yeah, water's... Chicken, chicken water. Chicken water. That's what you're drinking stock. <laughs> no. Nice to hear Anley's back up on lovely. the... On the upturn. Absolutely lovely. It's really bad. You know what wasn't on the upturn yesterday? Football? No. Oh, okay. No. Um... um um, riots in London. There was riots. There was riots. Well, the newspaper said there's riots in London. So let me break it down. So this weekend here in England, we are doing our Remembrance Sunday. So it's our Remembrance worldwide. It's not just not just England. Sorry, uh, worldwide we're doing Remembrance. They call Sunday. it Veterans Day in America. Veterans Day, Remembrance Sunday here in England. It's where we remember the great, the the amazing dad who basically made the sacrifice in World War One. Yeah. Um, where, which was part of England taking down the Mongolian Empire. But we won't get into that. Um, and there was a pro-Palestinian march as well mm-hmm. uh, across London yesterday, yeah. which had 300,000 people in. Now, do you think those protests weren't peaceful? Um, I, I reckon the intention was there for them to be peaceful. The intention was there to be peaceful. However, you had the Hummus sympathisers in the middle of the mix, guys with the little nice stuff. And you also had the biggest bell ends on planet Earth. The, was it the EDL? The EDL was I there. saw the video of Tommy Robinson Fuck with him. Fuck's sake, guys. Why did... Right, I'm going to ask you this question. What were we defending yesterday? No, no. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I'm just trying to get any sense of why was the English Defence League there? Also, doesn't the English Defence League sound a bit like a cartoon? I don't know what they're defending. Like, I've got I don't, no I idea. I don't know what we're I defending don't, I don't get it. Because if we're defending, like, people coming into the country and living it, that, that, you've lost. You lost that war in 1950s, 1960s. Yeah, something like that, yeah. That war was <laughs> a long, long time, time ago. ago. You are way late to that party. So, Tommy, what are you defending? However, if there's a, pre-Palestine, a pro-Palestinian march going on, that's not our argument. That's not our circus. That's not our monkeys. Why are we getting involved? We, uh, I believe it's to do with the fact that the government are um, supporting Israel, basically. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do you think they were protesting today when King Charlie was down at the Cenotaph? I haven't seen anything about do you, it. Yeah. Do you think there was any problems today while King Charlie was down at the Cenotaph? Uh, probably not. There's a few things we know how to do well in this country, and that's to get the royal family into an event and out an event yeah. without having a scratch on the head. Yeah, Ever since in the 80s that the Queen got shot at on a hoss. No problems. But yesterday, but and again, the press, the media, the media on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were... 
there's a pro-Palestinian march going on in London, there's going to be trouble. There's no need for the second part of that sentence. There was, there was no, yeah. There's no need for the first part of this sentence. Why are we advertising a pro-Palestinian peaceful march through London? Do you know what hasn't helped as well? Why are the, we advertising um, that? The... Um, Rishi Sunak is, is he's had a bit of a pop at the chief of police, and it's like you, when you do that, you're giving you're giving the the public free reign to have a pop at the police at this point when Why your prime do minister that? doing it. Because I think now, don't quote me on this because I've not really deep dived into it or anything, but I'm pretty certain at some point the chief of police said we can't stop people from peaceful protesting. Yeah, it's the it's the public right to do, and he's not going to stop them from peaceful protesting. When it becomes unpeaceful, unpeaceful then they'll do something about different it. Conversation. And Rishi Sunak's like kind of slated him for say, for not like preventing it from happening. But it was peaceful. And when people say it wasn't peaceful, there was arrests made. I'll give you the stats. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 300, the, the estimate, 600,000 people marched. But the police have said 300,000. Right? Mm-hmm. How many arrested? 126. I don't think that's 5%, is it? I saw a video today. No, no, I saw, it's not even whomping. Yeah. I saw a video today, and the there was a pro-Palestinian, um, not march, it was like a picket line kind of thing, uh, at a train station. Mm. And there was people walking. They were just stood there with the signs. They weren't doing anything. They weren't antagonizing people. They just stood there with the signs supporting Palestine. And there was old bald men walking past them going you fucking scum you terrorists you're all fucking terrorists you scumbags that fuck disrespecting our country disrespecting our country how are they how are they disrespecting our country and it's just like no let's be honest we've kind of caused this mess yeah yeah, it's like what the being brutal about things what the fuck guys you know what I mean they haven't they're not doing anything wrong you know what I mean and do just have a little read about what what's actually going on, like you know. Just what have I mean? a read about how it's come about, just really. Have, yeah, just have a little read. It should just um, put north. No, it should just pretty much be north Jerusalem, South Palestine. Problem solved. I also find it very or ironic when you've got North Palestine, Jerusalem. I find it very ironic when you've got a group of people wearing poppies and saying, "Lest we forget," and never again. And it's happening right now. Yeah. It's happening right now. Yeah. And you stood there going, never Lest again. we forget, never, never again. again. Well, no. Lest we forget. And the EDL are there. It's fucking happening now, kicking guys. Kicking off against yeah. a group of people who are going, um, it's really bad over here. That's... We don't, not in this country. You're yeah. all you're all Hamas sympathisers and Terry sympathisers. Have you ever said to one of these old guys, I have, by the way, what's Hamas? that stuff that I have put in them little turkey no, bowls. Have you ever asked? Have, no, no, have, have you, you ever? Ge- ask, honestly, engage in conversation. Mm. Say, excuse me, can you tell me what this is? And they'll give you an off and walk off. It's like, I don't understand. Now, I believe, I believe people are in a social media meltdown. Mm. I'm in my car, pulling out at a traffic lights, and I've looked to my left and there's an old man, Dave, having a complete anger fit at me. At you? Yeah, at okay. me. He's got his window down of his car. I, I don't know what he's going on about. So 
way the way I drive my car on my own on the way back from work and on the way to work, it's pretty much an hour and a half concert. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either me singing, me singing, me singing, me singing, me rapping, me singing, or me listening to talk sports. Okay. Okay. So I'm. What was I? It's a long way to, to the, the top, top if you want to rock and roll. So that's where that's where I, that's where my mind is, and I'm in my car, so I'm full on giving it the beans, like. I'm like putting my hand in the air on the part. And I've looked to my left and he's going, rah, 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 rah. And I've wound my passenger window down. And I've gone, are you all right? I said, excuse me, Ode. I said, are you all right? And he's got out of his car, right? Walked around. The guy's five foot. He must have been five foot six, if I'm exaggerating. He's got wee man syndrome. Honest, honest, are you ready? He's walked round the front of my car and gone bang on my body. And he's effing this, effing that, effing the other. I still don't know what's up with him because I was parked waiting to come out of Springbank mm-hmm. when he's pulled alongside me. I've still got no idea. So he's got out of his car and banged on my bonnet. Rah, 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 rah. And he's walking round my driver's side. Now, as you know, one thing about your friend, Cleon, he goes 0 to 100 pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does, it does um, go It goes fast. <laughs> goes fast so i went i went Hoo-hoo! so i've got out my car and gone are you all right load my voice a bit put a bit of bass in it said have, have you got a problem are you all right nope are you all right and with that he's gone i can't believe you're getting out the car i can't believe you're coming to fight me i'm scared and then like did this weird run around the front of his car got in his car and then was like stalling as he's trying to get away from me. I haven't moved. <laughs> I'm standing at my car door going, what the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> so he'd gone from, he's kicking me head in. Yeah. To victim. Yeah. It, within a roll of a dice though. Mm-hmm. He's caused something straight into straight, victim. Straight into victim. And I think yeah. that's a problem with not our generation, my my, my generation or ours, because there's only a year, yeah, there's yeah, only yeah. a couple between uh, gens and the ones below. But I think it's a problem in the next ones above. Mm-hmm. Because we've just come out of a generation where the elder generation were the war fighters. Right, yeah. They've gone now. Mm-hmm. They, they pretty, and uh, there'll, there'll still be a couple lying around, or there'll still be a couple around. Sorry, not lying around, um, but they're mainly passed away now. Yeah, the next generation that's come in are the war babies. Yeah, they've done feck all <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> you had the opportunity to rebuild the country better. You haven't. You've rebuilt it the same. We did the Falklands. Mm. Mm. Mm, it was a dodgy no score draw. Really, it was only one nil. And I, th- I don't know if if it's social media is the reasoning behind they're so offended. I said a, a normal joke in a party, and the person I said a normal joke to got that offended, they left. I'm beginning to think that we're in a simulation. <laughs> Honest. I'm starting to think, going, do you think you're that important? That I need to bow to you. Mm. Where, what, 
we've got an entitleness. It's the whole um, the oh, what was the fucking Australian comedian? I can't remember his name, but he talks about like this offends me, and and he and his reply is, "Well, be offended, be offended, be offended." Then you don't have to make a big deal about yeah. it. Just go. Yeah. But the, whatever it. happened to sticks and stones? Yeah. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but I'm going to get offended and storm off in a mood yeah. and go, meh. But yeah, just just a strange one. But just to summarise, the if 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 another country wants to march upon our government and or a part of the American government and all that type of stuff, let them. It's, they've got freedom to they've got freedom to object as much as anybody else has. Just allow it to happen. We didn't need to get involved in that. No. We could have just got some nice food and watched. We could have done, you know what I mean, don't we? I was yeah, just, yeah, sat, yeah. just yeah. sat like when they were having the riots on Cobridge that time. Just sat there with them. <laughs> sat there having a munch and watched them. Would have been dead easy. But now, Palestine, Jerusalem, can you sort it out a bit, mate, lads? It's been going on a bit. And while we're at it, Putin, sort that mess out as well. That's been going on for too long. That's an international order from Cleon. <laughs> yeah. You want to do football? I, I can do football if that's where you want to go. We'll do football. You want to go football? Well, football started on Saturday. I don't want to do football, really, if we're being brutally honest. But let's start with our local teams. Lincoln City 1, Port Vale 1. Vale were winning at one point, though. Hmm. Yeah. I remember Vale being one up yesterday, and then we'll get into the Stoke City game. I think it was nil nil Stoke, weren't they? I can't say I've paid any attention. I think Stoke were nil nil. Yeah, Stoke drew nil nil with Coventry. I had that conversation this morning. Wolves two, Tottenham one. None mm. of us saw that coming. And if yeah. you get the opportunity, click on one of the Wolves goals. Wow, have a watch of them. Arsenal three, Burnley one. Normal service reviews is resumed for Burnley. Crystal Palace 2, Everton 3. Sounds like a banger match. Yeah. Man United 1, Luton 0. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. And then Bournemouth 2, Newcastle 0. It's what happens when everyone's injured. Yeah. yeah everyone. Yeah, yeah. I can't even. And someone said, oh, of course everyone's injured. Now you're, now you're losing. All right. So I'll break it down. <laughs> Bruno. Which makes no fucking sense. Bruno like... <laughs> Bruno is suspended. Okay. Yeah. Straight off the back. So I'll I'll run through the list that I know just of the bloody players that are ill. So Bruno, Botman, Isaac, Callum, Byrne. All out injured. Yeah. There's five of your first team straight away. Uh Willock's just come back from injury. Tolone, he's been done for betting scandals somewhere in the <laughs> wide world. He ain't playing for a long time. Um, and then Almiran, who was one of our ray of lights in the first couple of minutes, he went off pigging injured after the first 20 minutes. So, yes, we have a very mm. large injury crisis at Newcastle United right now, and we need, we really need... We could do with two weeks off. I mean, that isn't even something that, that you can that you make up. Oh, yeah, but people, it's injury, isn't it? There's loads of injuries. And somebody goes, ooh. You've got you, your excuses. You've got your excuses. No, just just have a look. No, just See, look at the look lineup. At the players that have... Go tell me if six of the players that you've heard of definitely before in your life. Yeah. We were playing the young, we were playing Hall, Lewis. These are all 18, 19-year-olds. These are all, sorry, 16, 17-year-olds playing in the Premier League. 
And if anyone thinks that when you were 16, 17, playing in that Premier League is an easy thing to do, mm. I'll give you a shot. I'll go ask a Premier League footballer, give you a shoulder barge at full speed. <laughs> Let me know how you feel. Anyway, today, Aston Villa 3, Fulham, Fulham 1. It's a good result for Aston Villa. Mm. Brighton 1, Sheffield Wednesday 1. Really bad result for Brighton. Uh, Liverpool 3, Brentford 0. West Ham 3, Nottingham Forest 2, and Chelsea 2, Man City 3. And when we wrap this up, I'm going to do a runner and go watch that, because that sounds like a banger of a match. <laughs> 54 minutes in. Um, yeah, um, bad result for Newcastle. Uh, I can't... Is there more games today than normal? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got, we're coming up to an international break, luckily enough, for Newcastle. So when I said we needed two weeks off, we're getting weeks. two weeks off. We're getting two weeks off. But we have got Dan Byrne on a long term ill. We've got Botman on a long term ill. These aren't a couple of uh, Harvey Barnes. There's another, there's another one I forgot about. There's that many now. I'm forgetting them. Harvey Barnes is another three months. So they're big injury lists. Yeah. They're not yeah, yeah. just a little injury list. Mm-hmm. So what Newcastle are planning on doing is going to our Saudi league. Mm-hmm. And loaning a few players from our sister clubs in the PIF, so Ruben Navas, Kante, uh, Benzema, go for Ronaldo if we want, but anyway. Um, I just do it just to piss people off now. (laughs) However, the Premier League next week vote on if they're going to put a stop to it. Right. Which I think's a bit... (laughs) You know, do you know what I mean, Dave? That's a bit... Yeah, I understand. I don't see how... Like, because you can loan players from wherever, can you not? This is something else. You can loan players from your sister club, right? But it's frowned, but blah, blah, blah. Well, hang on a minute. Is it frowned upon? Yeah. Are you not allowed to do it? No, you can do it. Yeah. So leave that second sentence alone yeah, then. Yeah. Does, it's not needed. Just go, you can or you can't do it. If you can do something, yeah. do it. If you can't do something, don't. But what we keep doing in football is doing this. Yeah, yeah, kind of making it up as you go along kind of thing. Oh, right? I don't know. And this yeah. is a multi, multi, multi billion pound operation. It's a trillion pound operation, sorry. And you've got a bunch of people going, Meh. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah, do you bit, think? It's a bit silly. It's a bit silly. What do you think? But no, um, Newcastle, turn the corner, get fit, get a few players in, break any laws that we can to get this all sorted. We've got the Saudi regime in now. I'm sure you've already got your lawyers looking at this. <laughs> um, and yeah, let's move back up through the table. Yeah. Because that result against Bournemouth is a bad one. It's a we bad had, one. We had Kieran Trippier arguing with a fan last night after the game. Yeah, going up to a fan, our own fan, mm. and saying, what are you moaning at? Look at all the injuries and everything else we've got. That's something else of what the subject I've just spoke about. Yeah. Why are you going up to a fan and arguing? Yeah. Why is your opinion important? Shut up. Mm. Number one, that fan has travelled from Newcastle upon Tyne to Bournemouth. Yeah. Paid his money, paid his money for his shit, and you're fucking arguing with him over his opinion. Yeah. Shut up. I I remember Jason Manford saying once, um, this is something his dad always said to him, um, a football fan has got the right to say whatever he wants when he's on the stands. Yeah. (laughs) He's paid his money. You've paid your money within reason, obviously. You've paid your money 
fill your boots. But what you can't do as a football player, just for me, mm. if you've lost, stand there, clap your hands, stare as if you're looking in their general direction, but really you're glazed over. Yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, mm. yeah, my bad. They're my bad. Then bog off home. But don't stand and have a disagreement yeah, yeah, with yeah. a player, a fan. Because that fan's paid his money to get there. You're yeah. being paid to get there. Mm-hmm. You're an employee, yeah, of, you're an that, employee yeah. Of, yeah. of said fan. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. 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 That's what's happening there. So chill your tits. Uh, super quick before we end it this yeah. week. I said I would talk about the charts. Yes. Um, and uh, the Beatles went to number one. Funny that in the charts now. Well, I'm shocked. The, uh, we, I was talking about organic growth earlier. Um, <laughs> organic growth in the organic charts. Organic bunch of eighty year olds. Yeah. You've been going. <laughs> um, so one, the, they've broken a load of fucking records because, of course, they have. Um, but one thing I, I didn't know: the actual single got released on the Thursday because new releases come out on Fridays now. Mm. But the single got released on the Thursday at two o'clock in the afternoon. UK time, right? In the less than 24 hours that it was out for before they take the um, the, the sales for the charts. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head how many streams equals one sale, but in the less than 24 hours that it was out, the first on that first Friday, it went in at number 41 in the charts. Less than 24 hours, and it went top 50. Right, and then the week following, it just annihilated everything. Um, into number one in the charts, um, they've got the the. I think they've broke the record for the longest spell between number ones. Um, they haven't got the record for the oldest age wise um, for the number one. I think they've been beaten by a couple of years because they have to take an average of the age of the people oh, in the band. And then it lowers down, yeah. Um, uh, so the average age is eighty-two for the Beatles, but there's somebody who's older that that got to number one. I can't remember who it is. Um, but talking about the organic thing, right? I had a, I had a customer come in yesterday, and he said, "Is Beatlemania over now?" And I was like, "Well, I thought so." Because throughout the week, people come in and asking for the singles slowed down. We've managed to get a bit of extra stock. So we sold out of everything. And then we got some CDs. um, And they sold out. And then we got some more CDs. And on Saturday morning, we sold the last one. And then it was Saturday afternoon. Like A customer was like, has has Beatlemania died off yet? And um, and I I was like, no. uh, I I guess I thought it had. Because people stopped like people stopped um like asking for it but then today i've had six or seven people come in and say have you got the beatles single and um and it's and he's like you're joking and i think it's that old school classic organic growth because it's gone to number one now it's back in the news i know it's only been a week but it's gone to number one so it's back in the news and more people have gone oh the beatles have got a song out beatles have got a song out Oh, but I'll go have a look for that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, I mean, I, the guy that bought the last CD, um, he'd already bought the record, but he was like, "Oh, I want the CD for my car." I'm like, "What year are you living in, mate?" <laughs> and you got a digi on there now. Who was the oldest artist? I read this, but I can't remember to have a number one 
And what was the song? I, can, I don't know. I did read it and I can't remember. I can give you the oldest male artist to have an album. Okay. It's Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Okay. With his latest album. The oldest artist to have a number one is Captain Tom Moore. Oh, of course. Yeah. He was 100. Nope. But did he did he make it to hundred at that point? He was a hundred. He was exactly a hundred years old when his rendition of "You Never Walk with, Alone" with Michael Ball reached number one on the week extend, ending thirtieth of April, twenty twenty. Of course, it was Kate Bush. Kate Bush is the oldest woman. Kate Bush, yeah, yeah, with um, running up that hill once. Um, she was kind of shuffling up that hill when she hit that mm, one. But yeah, no, the whole Stranger Things thing. The oldest, was, yeah, the oldest. Of course, it was. Yeah, I forgot about Sir that. Tom Moore. Yeah. Yeah. What a great guy. Bought loads of money for charity. And for his daughter's hot tub. Not great at building hot tubs and spas yeah. like, but yeah. there you yeah. go. Yeah. They yeah. get tore down. Um, I'm quite happy with that little fact, dude. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I'm uh, going to wrap it up now. Oh, yeah. For the week. yeah. yeah. Go on, then. Been lovely. Uh, big thank you to everybody that listens week in and week out. You guys are awesome. Uh, don't forget, I know I say it every single week, but whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, hit that like, follow, or subscribe button, whatever the option is. Um, it really does mean a lot to us that we uh, that you guys listen to us week in and week out. I was sitting thinking about this the other day, and considering it started in 2015, and, <laughs> and it was proper shit, like, it kind of grew into into something... Um, organic growth. Yeah, organic growth. <laughs> it grew into something that um, I didn't think would... Uh, would would be uh, possible, to be honest with you. But, you know, two two lads from from Stoke chatting balls every week and uh, and people actually enjoy it and listen it's uh, it's very cool uh, so thank you but yeah if you can hit that like subscribe follow button that would be amazing and give us a follow on social media on twitter it's at shinglers list pc and on instagram it's shinglers underscore list and klbuley5 same on threads you guys are awesome and we'll see you next time